Don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm not one of of the bottle. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. You don't seem that happy that you've won. More than you believe. More than you believe I'm happy. It's already sh So you have not to say uh, I saw it was sh So you can try to... Um, yeah, that would help in a game like this. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Oh, you know already before you ask, that's a sh question. I like that, that, is, that you still ask it. You don't have to, you don't have to. I'm so happy, believe me. I'm so happy, happy new year. Lions, they don't compare themselves with humans. Three for me and two for them. Respect, 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 man, respect, respect. What's up? What's up? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It is a beautiful Friday here on the Touchline Band. As always, I am your host, Leo, aka the Gutsy Greek, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brian, aka Fade My Play. What's up, brother? Why are you wearing the winter hat? I know why I am. Why the hell are you wearing a winter hat? Because it is freezing here. And like obviously it gets way colder in other places in the world. Like, you know, when I was living in England, we got we got some cold, cold weather, but for some reason, the L.A. cold is a bone-chilling cold that you just cannot get past. It's pathetic. I feel awful, but genuinely, it freezes me to the bone. Are You you really want to compare the L.A. freeze this no, weekend? No, no, no. I don't want to compare freeze? them. I, it's again, be negative I'm, 40 fully, here, bro. <laughs> I'm willing to admit that it sounds ridiculous, but it just, it's because you expect it to be warm, and it's never warm. Ah, oh, god dang it. Anyway, but yes. For the record, what's not warm to you? I mean, pretty much anything under 60. <laughs> 60 is like beach weather, my guy. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Hey, I'm not proud of it. You suck. Whatever. It's negative 40, dude. I'm freezing. I'm literally in my hat with a winter hat. God. In my house with a winter hat, and I have the heat on like 70 here. No, thank you. No, thank you. Absolute madness. But we have a lot of soccer to talk about. I think for the first time in this podcast, we actually have some Premier League games to talk about, which is very yes, exciting. Sir. But before we get to anything, we do have to touch on the big news uh, out of Manchester United. Mason Greenwood, the charges have been dropped against him. Uh, there have been a lot of rumors going around. Manchester United came out. They released a statement saying that um, they're now conducting an investigation of their own. He's not going to be brought back into the club. It's no guarantee he's going to be brought back into the club. Uh, Bright, because you're a Manchester United fan, I want to get your opinion on it right away. I mean, obviously, you know, I think what this means is by saying we're conducting our own investigation means we're waiting to see how our fans react to this. But let's be honest, like anybody that does something like this, whether or not the charges were dropped, you're you're a scumbag, and I just can't support it at all. I think Ten Hag is very smart in not saying anything, uh, completely just uh, staying out of it right now. But I think Manchester United really has to weigh the court of public opinion heavy here because with everything going on with the Glazers and you know managers and getting new players in and players injured, it just is one of those things where it would add so much turmoil to a team that is doing nothing but improving, that has so much positivity around the club, around the fan base. I just can't see this as a win if they were to bring Greenwood back. Now, if in their investigation, you know, it's somehow comes out that, uh, you know, the reason why the charges were dropped was because she was lying and, and, you know, someone else did all this. Like, uh, I don't know about that, but it just 
it feels like whilst he was a fantastic player uh, when he was playing for United, it's not worth it. I, you know, I can never support a person that does anything like that and sure as hell don't want to support them at my club. So, yeah, I mean, listen, this is a really bad spot that Manchester United are in because let's be honest, if Mason Greenwood is, they didn't do anything and, you know, none of these allegations ever come out or he never does anything. He's a perfect fit for this team, right? Like yeah. he's, he's exactly what you need. He's going to fit Ten Hag's system, but that doesn't matter at this point. Uh, listen, I believe in second chances. Mason Greenwood should be back on the field at some point. It should not be with Manchester United. Manchester United have have a responsibility to cut this kid. Okay. Yeah. Um, the reason Make being, that statement. even if you think that he didn't do it, okay, and if you look at the pictures and listen to the recording, uh, yeah. it's again you don't want to accuse anybody, but like you know, if you doubt mm-hmm. it, go back and look at everything. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the reason why I'm saying that they have a responsibility to cut this kid is because if you keep the kid. Well, listen to that recording. If Even if he didn't do anything against the law, it's clear that this kid has entitlement issues. Now, if you bring him back to Manchester United, despite all of this, and you bring him back whenever it may be, okay, and he doesn't have to work his way back, well, that's just only going to lead to more entitlement issues and make him think he's even more entitled. And, you know, who knows what could happen next? It could be something catastrophic to this kid. And at that point, if something does happen, it's all Manchester United for not cutting him. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you're hitting a lot of the right, uh, you know, opinions that I totally agree with. But I think what's even bigger, and I think this is very much kind of part of what is happening with Ten Hag especially. But when you take aside, you know, the social aspect of it from a football perspective and football only – Ten Hag has been very clear. The players have been very honest about he has a very disciplined, specific way of conducting oneself. And that's both on and off the pitch. That's in training. And this is the ultimate not doing that. You know, what what Greenwood did or what he's accused of doing, excuse me, is just so far beyond that. And then, like you said, when you listen to the way he talks, when you listen to the way he was, it's just not an energy that I want in the club. And I agree with you. I think that if Manchester United just flat out you know, say we want nothing to do with you. He will be picked up by another side, mark my words. And it'll probably be someone in the prem, uh, you know, probably a direct rival, something like that. I can see it happening, but the, the idea of suffering that backlash and inviting that into a squad that's so fragile emotionally already, it just doesn't make sense. And I'd rather keep the momentum with the team that we have and not even worry about it. And to be honest with you, like this kid, he's very young and you can say, oh, you made a mistake, but it's like, you need to understand how serious this is. And maybe because of one reason or another, whether it was, you know, settled out of court or money or whatever it was, we all know, you know what I mean? Like we, we have a pretty good idea as to who you are as a person. And I just think rewarding that by saying, oh, you're cleared. Great. Welcome on back. Is just sending a message to people of one, don't get caught or two, <laughs> pay somebody off so that the charges are dropped and everything will be all right. You know, I mean, Manchester United and a lot of football clubs in general have a history of, you know, guys that haven't been the uh, best spouses, we'll say. But at the same time, you you cross a different line when, you know, cheating and and running around on your wife whilst, again, I don't support that. But 
you're not inflicting violence on someone that trusts you on someone that relies on you. So I just personally would never reward that. And I think that if he has to take a break from football and, and really sort out himself, that's the most important thing here. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in second chances. He's a young kid. Uh, who knows this uh, yeah. saying I love is that you never want to be judged on your worst night. This could have been the kid's worst night. Who knows yeah. what happened? Um, so, you know, Definitely deserves a second chance. Can't be at United, though. It can't be. No. There's no way. Um, and there's a lot of this stuff going on. Did you hear about the Nick Kyrgios situation? No. That was one <laughs> that was just mind-blowing. So there's domestic abuse. Thanks. Domestic abuse things with Nick Kyrgios. No. Um, he was in court. He pleads guilty. He says, yes, I did it. He explains, you know, I was in a really bad mental state. I'm sorry for my actions. I understand Jeez. the severity of this. And he was totally forthright and said, yes, I did it. I'm sorry. It was honest about it, right? He's like, I messed up. I'm never going to do it again. I'm truly sorry. You know what the judge said? What? Threw the case out. I mean, like, what is this saying to people? And and this is not defending Mason Greenwood, but, like, he's young, all of a sudden has world fame because of the form he was in when all this happened and has a lot of money i can understand and empathize with you feeling that you're above some you know normal people or you have entitlements that other people don't but the idea that you you admit to a crime and the judge throws it out because you're like oh well you're sorry like that's <laughs> i'm not on board with that man people even was even fucking understand was you don't you don't touch people like that you don't do that to ah fucking hell man that's ridiculous. Yeah. Fuck Nick Kyrgios then, or Kyrgios. Hey, hey. it's him. not his fault that he got thrown out. It's on the judge. It's his fault that he did it, though. I don't care oh, about your worst true. day, man. I don't respect people who put their hands on women like that. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much That's all crazy. Yeah, Damn. it was insane. It was insane to read about, and he was just shocked and like, Listen, I, I respect the fact that he came out and just he didn't fight it in court. He didn't try to buy his yeah, way Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, Listen, I did it. I'll accept the punishment. Whatever it is, so be it. I did it. I learned from it. Okay. I can Damn. live with that. The kid screwed up. You know, it's wrong. Take take responsibility. The one thing I don't like about this situation with United, though, is that United comes out and says, oh, we need to launch our investigation. What have you been doing for a year? Well, so that was already in um, the public commentary as they were waiting for the police. They said they would honor the, um, you know, court ruling, uh, but with the case being dropped, there was no court ruling. So now they have to conduct their own investigation. So like, had he been found guilty, United would have said, see you later. Had he been found not guilty, you know, then they would have said, okay, you've been found not guilty, but the charges being dropped means that now they have to go and say, right, did you do something that our club views as, um, you know, letting you go is the right move. Fine. That should have already been done. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, again, I think... closed doors and it's a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And hey, we'll just have this ready to go. It's been so play. long, though. Like, it's been two years or something. Exactly. Like, genuinely, it was out of my mind that Greenwood would ever step foot on a pitch again. Like, I thought, done and dusted, you're going to be arrested for this, whatever. But yeah, I, I mean, not now. I'll tell you that much right now. Like, if, if he does come back, take a fucking year off let people forget about it for two seconds, but I don't, don't come back to my club. I, I wonder if United are going to pull a, pull an NFL, wait for a moment when everybody's focused on something else. And right before that big event happens, just kind of slip in. Oh, we're reinstating him. Like, oh, that is, 
exactly what will happen, no matter who picks him up. You think so? A hundred. It'll be so swept under the rug. I mean, like, I, I mean, I think about back in, uh, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, some of the wild stuff that went on. I mean, wild stuff. Yeah, but that's and, also like, way different than now, man. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, everybody knew about it. Everybody was talking about it. And then they just wait for something bigger to happen and kind of sweep stuff under the rug. I mean, that's just marketing 101, you know, but like the I think the FA and the Prem in general have to think real hard about like, where do we stand? The court says, you know, nothing, nothing happened. We're not the law. So we can't say, yes, it did. We're not going to let you play football again. So, you know, that's why, again, it comes down to Manchester United just being like, we're willing to risk him going somewhere else and being great. Just, just do the right thing. And don't loan him out either. If they loan him out, I'm going to, I'm going to come on here. We're going to have a (laughs) TikTok rant. Okay. You know who probably will pick him up? Nottingham Forest. Chelsea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, For those of you that don't understand what I'm talking about, please go back and listen to episode three toward the end. I tell you all about Nottingham Forest uh, owner and how awesome that he is. He'll be on his way over there. Uh, All right. Listen, we actually got a ton of games that we want to talk about. Some actual fun, enjoyable things. And listen, everybody knows I love taking my shots at Chelsea. I thoroughly enjoy it. They play a big game against Fulham today. I actually have them winning this one handily. I think they win this one 2-3 nothing. No problem. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure about the 2-3 nil, but I do think that when you look at the players that Chelsea brought in, you know, this is the first time I've been confident betting Chelsea. uh, I'm going to be. I think that this is a situation where they show their class in a way we haven't seen in a long time. And the fact that they have more players healthy, more players that are going to be, you know, getting used to where they've uh, been playing, I think it's just going to be so huge for them. When you look at their game against Liverpool, I'd say they were in the driver's seat for most of it and just never got over the line. I think they're coming up against an inferior defense. And yes, it's West London Derby, but I think if anything, we're going to see a two or three, one victory for Chelsea. My bet in this game that I already have is uh, Chelsea's team total over one and a half minus 130. Yep. Yep. I completely agree with you. I think the team total over one and a half is brilliant. Uh, This is one of those don't get fancy spots for me. Yep. Uh, I'm happy to lay the juice minus 160 because I really think they should be about minus 250 in this matchup. This is a must win match for them. They need this. After all the money they just spent, you best not come out into West London Derby and screw this up. As much as as much as you can have a must-win matchup in the you know first week of February, this is it. I mean, if 100%. Chelsea if Chelsea stutter here against Fulham, it's just the wheels are fully off. I mean, the train is crashing into a fucking bridge embankment. Like it's it's real bad. But I mean, again, this goes back to yes, they brought in a lot of new players. Yes, they kind of finagled their way around financial fair play. But the quality of the players that they have at their disposal. People are getting healthier. I think Reese James is back today. Maybe Ben Chilwell. Like, it's just one of those times where you have to say, this is a better side against an inferior opponent that's been riding hot. You got to go with Chelsea. Yeah. Speaking of those games, 7.30 a.m., my favorite type of uh, start time, Arsenal, Everton. I'm stunned at this line. Arsenal is currently minus 2.30 on the money line. That's asinine to me. Okay, I'm laying the goal and a half. I'm taking it at a plus money, and I'm going to thoroughly enjoy what happens to Everton. Everton have zero hope. They have zero faith in their own players. Um, This feels like a team that's waiting to get relegated, and then you have Arsenal that just continues to soar up. I think we're going to get a great performance out of them today. 
Yeah, it's interesting. This is uh, going to be the first spot where you and I completely uh, disagree. Really? I think this is a dangerous game for Arsenal because of the fact that it's such a cakewalk. And these are the type of games that people are extremely good at looking past. Um, but also another thing for me is, and this is only a small bet, but I have taken it, Everton on uh, the double chance at plus two hundred the reason why one it's at goodison park fans are angry they're going to be loud but also i love that new manager bounce especially when you look at what sean dyche has done with burnley all these years it's a low block sit in park the bus break on the counter or get a set piece goal that's how burnley have played forever they were the best defensive side at home so I think he's going to bring that in. I think the players are going to rally around the fact that he's come in to save this team from relegation. So they have to be part of it. They have to buy in. They've already had a few of their players say, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here at least, you know, for the rest of the season. Um, but I don't know. I just think that if there's going to be a positive result, it's going to be in a game like this where nobody gives them even close to a chance. Again, I am a big believer in the new manager bounce and for them to just get anything out of this game at plus 200, I think it's worth a half unit. I think it's worth a little sprinkle. I think in general, this is a stay away game for me because all logic says Arsenal whoop them three nil. I'm not laying minus 250. I'm seeing on my book, but again, it's just like, it'd be so easy for Arsenal to walk in here and be like, God, we're the hottest team in the league. We ain't losing to fucking Everton who's going down and then, you know, get slapped in the mouth with some kind of nil nil or one nil at the death win for Everton. It's a long shot. That's why I was plus 200 for a double chance. But I just, if Arsenal are going to slip up, this is the spot. I just don't see it. I mean, this team is so yeah, confident. It's, it's been so good. Um, I, I have no reason to believe that they're going to fall it, so. victim to it. Yeah. Um, all right. Next game, Brentford Southampton. I couldn't care less about this one. This is two bottom feeders. Yeah. I mean, this is a game where I expect goals. That's about it. Uh, I love Brentford at home. Always a team I'm willing to back. I think they get this W relatively easy. I think that if you're going to look at this game for betting purposes, the best way to do it is going to be that Brentford team total over one and a half, which is an even money. Or if you want to get real cheeky, just Brentford minus one. Again, so hard to go into Brentford and play there. Southampton have given up the most goals on the road. Uh, I think that this is a spot where Brentford gets a win. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel a similar way about the next game, Austin Villa-Leicester. Uh, I love this spot for Austin Villa being at home. They mm -hmm. haven't really lived up to their potential yet. You can get them close to even money. This is a big chance for them to get this win, get back into the top half of the table, start making a run in that second half of the season because they're not totally out of a chance to get into Europe next year, to get into that top seven. Um, and then you have Leicester, who Leicester have just been really bad this year, and we haven't talked nearly yeah. enough about them, but I really think this is the kind of team that could possibly, the wheels just come off and they might get relegated. They're really not good. Um, a lot of their players are just completely out there looking to go somewhere else, like James Madison. James Madison is ready to get the hell out of there. They just sold that Yosi Perez. Um and they just haven't looked good in the league. I mean, they have one point from their last three games. They barely escaped against Walsall. I mean, they missed penalties there. They needed a lucky deflection to get past that game. Yeah. We have Austin Villa that's been so good lately. I mean, they've won three of their last four in the Premier League. Uh, I think this one's a slam dunk. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I think this is a spot where Villa should be able to get this W because also, you know, again, I, this isn't my only bet, I swear. But again, I look at the team total because – it seems as though Leicester can't help but just give up goals. I mean, they're giving up 
pardon me, multiple goals in almost every one of their last seven. Uh, you see three nils, three nils, two, two. I mean, it's just a situation where I don't trust their defense at all. I think they could nick one here, but I overall, I just trust way more in Aston Villa to be able to come around a little bit here and uh, score a couple, get the win. Yeah, I mean, next game is Brighton against Bournemouth. I can't believe we're talking about Brighton as a minus 300 favorite. Minus here. 300. Just absolutely mind-blowing for a team that, I mean, listen, they've been excellent. You can't complain. They uh, they absolutely ripped out our souls last Saturday. Uh, thanks a lot, Mithoma. Incredible defending there, James Milner. Time to hang it up, boss. Uh, I want no part of this game. Yeah, I complete pass for me. I'm never touching a team like Brighton at minus 300, especially against another Premier League side. Maybe if it was like, you know, the EFL or FA and they were playing against some League Two side, maybe, but I don't trust it. But trust are gone. You know, Caicero, we know he's on his way out at the summer. I just, this team is going to regress to the mean at one point, and I, I'm not paying minus 300 to find out when. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. I don't want no, to sir. find out when. Um, next game, United Palace. You yep. tell me, this is your squad. Yep. I think this is a pretty straightforward one here uh, in terms of where my bet lies and it's not sexy. It's not well-priced, but I'm taking uh, the Manchester United on the straight up spread. Uh, going to take minus one and a quarter. It's minus one ten. I just think that this is going to be a job done type of win. I think we're going to see a two nil gross low scoring, but I absolutely love what Manchester United has been doing with their defense as well as with their attacking players now fully healthy. Sabitzer should be in the squad. I'm excited to see what they do. I love them to get the win. I think this is a good parlay piece if you want to throw them in with another team that you feel confident about. For me, I did a Brentford Manchester United uh, money line parlay and just straight up that's plus 154. But I just think this is a get the job done, get out of there with the W, especially after the heartbreaker last time against Palace with the incredible free kick in stoppage time uh to you know make it a draw yeah i mean i'm with you i think this is going to be a down and dirty win for these guys um <laughs> this isn't a spot that i really want to pay the juice on the money line i don't want to lay yeah. a goal and a half because of what happened last time crystal palace is one of these teams they always seem to be 10th every year and they just seem to be a massive pain in the ass mm. uh, i think with sabitzer being in the team it's going to cause it's going to take a minute for you guys to kind of figure it out with him on there uh, i do expect him to start this game so what i'm going to do is i'm going to get fancy try to hope hope to hit a home run here i'm going to take manchester united uh, excuse me i'm going to take the double result here so i'm going to take draw first half manchester united second half uh i get it at plus 300 i think palace can Ooh. keep it close for a half Ooh, yeah, that could, I that like that. Feel. United, United are a second half team, man. They they put shit together post fifty minutes, and that's a fantastic bet. I love that. Yeah, look at that, fucking nailing it, baby. I'm the best. Damn, I'm the man. <laughs> I'm just kidding, folks. I've been a completely cold. Uh, all right, Liver Liverpool Wolves. Listen, you wanted to go on a rant about how well Wolves did in the transfer deadline. This is your opportunity, dude. Go for it. All right, so I'm glad you remembered that because I, I felt well chuffed about teasing that a little bit because it is one of my bets for this week. Uh, I love that Wolves were a little bit more aggressive than people thought they would. Traditionally, they're not a team that splashes in the transfer window, and by God, they did not splash. But the fact that they're bringing in new players, addressing the fact that they know they need goal scorers. I mean, they're shoring up their defense. I think they're going to really, in reality, just make sure that they're safe and staying up in the prem. But this is the spot where I think you see 
all of the anger, all of the rage about Wolves' ridiculous, ridiculous no VAR against uh, Liverpool in the FA Cup. That was insanity. They were denied a goal because VAR just conveniently wasn't working at Anfield, which is utter bullshit. Uh, they were denied that winning goal. Don Henry didn't pay the bills, bro. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> so I think this is a spot where you have a Wolves side that is extremely angry. You have a Liverpool side that's extremely fragile. I mean, especially with all the stuff in the media about, uh, you know, right now, Liverpool are the team that are benefiting the most from VAR this season. If they didn't get any of the VAR calls that they have, they'd be six points from bottom, which is ridiculous. I think they're hearing a lot of that. I think that their players are definitely feeling the yips. Cody Gapko is really the only person that they brought in, and he's not traditionally going to be a game changer in the way that I think they were hoping for with 45 million pounds. I think this is a spot where Wolves can get something from this game. And if you're going to give me even money on the double chance, that's what I love because I can see a nil-nil here. Because what if Liverpool shown you that they're going to go out and freewheel score two or three goals? They're not going to. I can see Wolves getting a goal. I can see Liverpool maybe tying it up. But a 1-1, a nil-nil, I'm taking the under. I'm taking Wolves plus a half goal. That's what I really, really am behind in terms of dogs this week. I think Wolves can get a result from this game. I agree with you 100%. Um, and speaking to that mm. thing, this, yeah. Is, Fuck yeah. Yeah. this is kind of one of those spots where it may be a, hey, I owe you one. Mm. Maybe if something's close, a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you know, the Premier League knows they owe them one. Yeah. Um, not that they would ever do such a thing, but I'm actually going one step further. I'm going to take Wolves plus half a goal here. Uh, you can get that at even money. I'm also going to take Wolves at a pick at plus 200. Whenever you find one of these big underdogs, what I tend to do is instead of taking the money line, take a look at the draw no bet. You kind of buy yourself a little mm -hmm. bit of insurance. You probably got to take a little bit less of a price. But at the same time, that insurance is totally worth it. So as long as you hit that plus half a goal, I mean, you're looking good no matter what. So that's always been one of my plays. I like Wolves in this spot. Uh, I do have a question, though. You mentioned Mason Greenwood going to one of the rivals, and you kind of seem to have a team in mind. Was it Liverpool? Uh, I think that Liverpool would be first in line to sign a established striker that has not only pace, dual foot, and also has proven himself in the league, and they get him for nothing. It, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Would it surprise you if if he ended up starting there and you know yeah. two months or next year? Yeah, it would. It would. John Henry's so image conscious that like yeah, I think it would. He's. I I see Greenwood going to the Scottish Premier League, if I'm being honest. I mean, go somewhere else, man. Don't go to United. <laughs> uh, hey, we got a big game at 1230. Newcastle, West Ham. Newcastle currently in third place. I love what this Newcastle team has done. I love what they're building. I hate what West Ham's doing. David Moyes stunk. Um, I have a good buddy that follows us on TikTok. He's a big West Ham fan. I'm not convinced this team is like going to stay up this year. I think they do, but like, I think there's a case to be made that they're going to get relegated. I absolutely love Newcastle in this spot. Yeah. I just think that Newcastle, like they've kind of come off since the world cup as this incredibly defensive team that's doing extremely well to prevent goals. But I just, I don't see them scoring with any sort of, ease or freedom uh you know i just joe linton's definitely come off the pot i i'm, I'm just really wondering where they're going to get multiple goals um i think this is a under game all day that's the only bet i have in this one just because that's all i've seen from newcastle they've been extremely incredible defensively 
but just uninspiring going forward. Until I see differently, I'm going to keep betting that under two and a half. Think about this. They've allowed five less goals than anybody else in the Premier League this year. That's insane. Uh, Credit to them for the steal of the summer, by the way. Sven Botman has been brilliant. He may be the best defensive player in the Premier League right now. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. And they're proving it. Absolutely. They're proving it. I just, you know, a a team, and again, United can't really talk, uh, but when you look at, you know, the top six teams in the league right now, you know, Newcastle and Manchester United have, you know, scored the least amount. I, you know, I just Newcastle games are legitimately bore fest to me in the sense of you're not going to get electric back and forth games. You're going to have a lot of holding possession. You're going to have a lot of defensive blocks. I just think that until we see them start to score more freely again, you know, I just, I'm not going to trust it. They win a lot of games, one nil, uh, you know, that's, that's what I see in this one, a one nil, maybe, you know, nil, nil. Yeah. Uh, let's head on over to Sunday because we got a big game I can't wait to talk about. But before we get there, it is Nottingham Forest leads us a big game for Nottingham Forest. They obviously made a bunch of moves at the deadline. Mm. They're small favorites here. Um, they're desperate to just stay up. Leads are actually behind them in the standings right now, three points behind them. I'll tell you what, I love the over two and a half here. Anytime you get a two and a half with leads, I'm all over it. And uh, uh, it's just to me, it's a no brainer because Nottingham's not that good defensively. Leeds never play defense, so Nottingham should be able to nick one here. Um, this is phenomenal. Yeah, I think I think this is definitely one of those games where the books are kind of unsure which way it'll go in any capacity. I mean, you have pretty much even price on both sides to win it. You have you know two and a half at minus one ten each way. I think that they're really thinking this is a 50 50 game across the board. The one thing I will say, I give Forrest the lean here because leaves are just so garbage on the road. Uh, you know, and we talked about it with the FA Cup matches, they just can't help but give away goals. I like goals in this one, but more than goals, I like uh, Forrest on the PK at minus 115, uh, just because I can easily see a you know stoppage time goal from Leeds to make it 2-2, something like that. So I see the over, I like your over, but I like Forrest um, a little bit better just because of the fact that they are much, much better at home and Leeds are much worse on the road. Shame on you. I can never approve such a bet. Never, there. never. Can't bet on Nottingham Forest, but Levin Darty, Tottenham, Manchester City, huge game for us. Uh, I don't yeah. understand this line. I think this line is ridiculous. I think it's insulting to Manchester City. This is a no-brainer for me. Manchester City is going to absolutely dominate. How in the world you could possibly bet Spurs after what you witnessed us do to them in the second half of that game is mind-blowing to me. Mm. Manchester City are going to come out. They're going to stomp them out. Um, and my favorite bet in this game Kevin De Bruyne again an assist. He's been an assist machine. He's been brilliant. Um, you have a leaky Tottenham defense. That, I mean, yeah. Tottenham's defense has not been what you expect. This Antonio Conte that you saw at Chelsea is not the same Antonio Conte you have at Tottenham right now. Tottenham mm-hmm. play a very free-flowing game. Uh, they're happy to go toe-to-toe with people. It's insanity. It's insanity. Yeah. I love I love Manchester City. Anytime you could get Manchester City at this price against anybody in the world outside of PSG, I'm on it. I think... And, and, you know, it pains me to say this, but I couldn't agree more. I think that the price is, you know, reflecting that they are a better side, Manchester City. I mean, you know, minus 130, minus 140 in some places, uh, you know, but I just, 
I could never trust Tottenham after one, their results in general have just been poor. I think they're kind of a lifeless club. There's no real identity to them. They kind of don't know where they're going with who's leaving, who's staying, you know, what is the purpose of what their season is? I mean, they're not really competing for anything. So I love City here. I think that they need the points as well because the assumption is Arsenal are going to wreck Everton. So that would take them eight points ahead of City. City need this W. Uh, you know, I completely agree with you. I'm taking the money line. And again, I can't believe how much I've said this today, but the fact that you're getting City's team total over one and a half at minus 145, not even minus 150, I think you got to slam that. Uh, when these two sides meet, it is goals aplenty. And I, like I said, I think that they're going to see Arsenal you know, ahead of them and just be like, we can't afford to drop points to anyone, anywhere, and really do the business uh, to an unfortunate Spurs side. They may, may be able to get a goal, but just are outclassed. No, I wouldn't even beg on them to do that. I think Manchester City get an angry team that's going to come out and stomp them. And like I said, I think Tottenham, how does Tottenham have any confidence left? Yeah. How do they have any confidence? It was how can in the I mean, second half. That's and that's exactly what I was saying is like what they're they're in fifth and they might be the worst fifth place standing team in recent memory. I mean, when you look at what they've done, it's like squeaking out that win against Fulham, letting a two goal lead slip against City to get destroyed in like 18 minutes of game time, destroyed by Arsenal. You know, I mean, they they lose the matches that they really should be winning as well. Like their only big win recently was, you know, against Pal. I'm talking about in the league, but against Palace with that 4-0 win. Other than that, it's like losing to Villa, drawing with Brentford, losing to Arsenal, losing to City, you know, 1-0 win against Fulham. These aren't inspired performances. And I think that we're going to get something here where, you know, they're just kind of in an identity crisis. And I don't expect them to be able to overpower one of the most powerful offenses in the league with, you know, a defense that they can't trust. Absolutely. By the way, one of the worst beats I've taken um, was actually in that um, was in the Tottenham Fulham game because I had two bets in that game. I had draw draw for the double result. And Harry Kane scored in the 47th minute because Fulham couldn't clear the ball. It was an easy clearance and didn't clear it correctly. Uh, I also had no goals to be scored in that game. Oh, wow. I was very upset at that game. And like, I had just went downstairs to do laundry because um, I was being um, told aggressively to go do the laundry. <laughs> so instead of waiting at halftime, I just decided, all right, stoppage time's coming. There hasn't been a chance this whole game. I'm going to run downstairs real quick. Run downstairs. By the time I come back up, it's one nothing. I'm sitting there and I'm cursing things out. And, you know, didn't go well Jesus. from that. Jesus. Yeah. Well, Moral of the story is don't make your significant other go do laundry if they're watching the end of the first half because that first half could be significant. Yeah, Jesus, man, that's that's tough. That's tough. But here's something that could make you happier. I have a, uh, a extreme parlay that I've just thrown a few little sprinkles, a few Ooh. little, uh, you know, a few little chocolate sprinkles on too. But I think it's well worth, you know, a couple of bucks here on this game. Erling Holland to score. Kevin De Bruyne to get an assist and Rodrigo Bentancur of Tottenham to have at least one card parlay those together. That's going to be plus a thousand 10 to one. Oh, and I think that uh, this is a game with goals, but also because of the fact that you could consider these big six rivals, at least there's always emotion. There's always cards in these games and Bentancur just can't help himself sometime, but at 10 to one. Yeah. I mean, you're pretty much just, uh, I'd say Holland's, 
very, very confidently that he'll get a goal. De Bruyne, like you said, assist machine. So you're really just banking on that Benton Kerr card. That's that's a brilliant parlay right there. That's awesome. Yeah. You don't get those out of me. I get I get a good parlay once every like month. I usually hedge out of it because I suck. <laughs> oh man good inside joke right there all right uh that's pretty much all we got this week in footy we're gonna be back monday we're gonna give you a little bit of a review i'm sure something dramatic will happen we're gonna talk about title race we're gonna give you a preview of the week champions league is right around the corner which i can't wait for because that's the trophy that i want it's a trophy that i need um you know yep europa league is there for you i mean you know hey we're the only club still in all four competitions Oh boy, and you're oh not gonna win the trophy yet. We talked about this last trophy. night. We talked about this last night. In the words in the words of Eric Ten Hag, getting to the final is meaningless. Winning the final is all that matters. And that kind of attitude, that's what I'm about. I don't give a shit that we're there at Wembley unless we walk away with the trophy. I think he's the guy to do it. Yeah, but you actually have to win it still. You know that, right? Yeah, and against a side that you rate very, very highly in Newcastle. That's right. We may need to have a little side bet on that. On that I'm down. But us. what's your – so before we go, just so you can clip this one, what's your best bet for the week? Oh, best bet for the week. I'm going to go Austin Villa. I think they're going to absolutely run them out of the building. Uh, I love what that team is – I love what that team is made of. I love the players on that team. It's a matter of time before they get ridiculously hot, and I think they're going to run them out of the building. You okay? Uh, so for my straight, just single on bet, I'd say my best bet of the weekend is going to be the Brentford team total over one and a half at even money, just because I love Brentford at home. But I'm going to give you a little extra one here that I'd love to say is a good bet because it definitely isn't, but I'm in love with it. It's the most square parlay ever, and I just keep looking at it and I can't help it. I've already bet it. It's City, United, Brentford, Chelsea, all on the money line plus 610 give it to me boom forgot about chelsea love chelsea today too yeah boom give all right everybody me. that has been another episode of the touchline band we love you thank you guys for watching check us out spotify apple podcast follow us on tiktok please tiktok algorithm you're killing us here i don't know what i don't know what your issue is uh tiktok you need to fix your algorithm. sort it out sort it out sort it out fucking china all right we're out of here folks